You are listening to I Can't, I Have Rehearsal, a podcast for the creative visionary. A backstage look at the creative process from the imaginations that bring it to life. Hello, Hello theater, theater family. family. I'm Travis. And I'm Rachel. And welcome to another episode of I Can't, I Have Rehearsal, a podcast for the creative visionary. So today, people, it's finally happening. Yeah. The movie musical episode you have all been waiting for is about to go down. Yes. We are unpacking today for you the 2017 remake of Disney's Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. But today is different. Instead today is much of just different. Travis and I talking about a movie musical, we have guests. We have guests because we needed some separate opinions on this. Yes. So we have a collective <laughs> effort coming in with this together. <laughs> <laughs> So one of our guests today, who we um, talked about in the last episode, Mm -hmm. um, who gave us a wonderful review on iTunes. Yes, we read your review on the podcast and gave you little little shout outs. um, Is Mr. Nicoa Perkins. Yay. Hello. And also joining us, uh, the Grandmaster of Sass, Mr. Eric Sandbex. <laughs> this was a really bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> also, we should premise that Eric is the heckening. Yes, so yeah. we also we read, read your review. I am so proud of that name. Yeah. I, you guys have no idea. I, I am it's s- a good... It's like... I'm surprised that nobody took it, but it's. I'm very proud of it. It's really My favorite good. thing was I found that information out because I was adding Eric on Pokemon Go. <laughs> yeah, no, like you, you're just like it's you, and I'm like, what did I do? What? Of course, it's me. What? Like, <laughs> yeah, I gave I gave you the numbers. Like, there it is, and I was like, like Rachel, it's Eric. <laughs> like, what is Eric? <laughs> He's the heckening. Um, <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. That's the nickname that I use. Yeah. <laughs> like I, so, I was like, "All right." Oh, all right. Yeah, that's what I am. Yeah. There we go. All right. So we're gonna do. I'm. I'm gonna give us a, a, just a super brief synopsis of the movie. Um, Disney's animated classic takes on a new form with a widened mythology and an all-star cast. <laughs> a young prince imprisoned in the form of a beast can be freed only by true love. What may be his only opportunity arrives when he meets Belle, the only human girl to ever visit the castle since it was enchanted. We there are some feelings about this. (laughs) Watching Eric's face as you read the synopsis was everything. I know you can't see that at home, but it was great. You said widened mythology, and I just about had a stroke. Like, (laughs) Like, there's nothing more I hate like than fake world building. Oh, it's going to get real deep in here, folks. You're in a table full of Harry Potter lovers. Yeah, same. He's also a Harry Potter lover. How do you hate fake worlds? Fake world building. I have no problem with fake worlds. Yeah. Like, (laughs) see, just for, like, deeper context, I'm coming from this more more from the perspective of, like, somebody who is into film and... Right. I I am in, I I am into theater and community theater and musicals and this and the like, but I was approaching this from the perspective of somebody who's a fan of films mm-hmm. okay. and the narrative structure of films and how they are made, and so it that's my. What was that? <laughs> it was a poorly built film. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm I'm <laughs> sorry. You. I I thank you. I, gone incorrect back. opinion. <laughs> wrong, but <laughs> let me just so like that's my perspective on this. I. 
have little to no nostalgia for the original Beauty and the Beast. I'm sorry, guys. I do. I, like, I understand. It's just, I know what it is. I've seen it several times. I just, it wasn't something that I grew up watching. See, it's going to get super interesting. As I said yesterday on an interview with Rachel, that we owned about four or five different copies of this VHS because it was the only movie I watched as a child. So <laughs> You want to talk about Aladdin? There oh, love go. that. Aladdin. Love ooh, Aladdin, ooh. too. When, got, when the Guy Ritchie film comes out, we will have something to talk about. Oh, yeah, that'll but be a great But until, that, until then. I'm also holding like reservations with that film, too, as well. Because Will Smith is the genie. That, and um, because... <laughs> <laughs> no one can beat Robin Williams, honestly. Exactly, nobody can beat... Should have gotten The Rock. Same, on the same turn, as nobody can beat Robin Williams as the genie, nobody can beat... Angela Lansbury as Mrs. Potts. We'll unpack this later. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah. let's unpack that. That's a little bit of, a bit of foreshadowing. Like the nitty gritty of like the likes, the dislikes, the notes that we've all because t- everyone's got their phones out. We've all taken. And we all have like I brought copi- like pencil and paper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he brought like a I, Harriet the Spy notebook. <laughs> he's got a nice. <laughs> it's a Ned's declassified looking Love that. notebook. Yes, he's got a nice yeah. composition, a composition notebook. book. It's eighty pages actually. There's like seventy five in here because I've torn a couple of them out. <laughs> uh, college ruled, and it's nine point nine and three quarter inches by seven and a half. If anyone is looking to replicate that, available look. at Target. Available at Target or on Amazon.com website. You. So Rachel usually has questions that she asks everybody, or like yes. what we answer back and forth about the film itself. So, so we're gonna start with. Um, I mean, I don't feel like we need to unpack the uh, actual, like, give you a rundown of the movie itself. If you haven't seen it, who are you, and what have you been doing Just with your life for? I don't, I, I don't know. Did you grow up in the last 20 years? Right. Have you, okay. Right. If you don't know what Beauty and the Beast is about. If you haven't seen Beauty and the Beast now and you don't have kids of your own, your parents didn't love you. <laughs> I, I'm going to agree with that. I'm I'm it's going to get real. I'm sorry. If, you, if you're a parent and you haven't shown your child Beauty and the Beast. The original one. The original not this one. one not the this original one. one. The original one at least by this point. You're not parenting correctly. That and Lion King. Okay. The original Lion King. The original Lion King and the same How about with Aladdin that Lion too King as well. trailer? Oh god. Well, that's yeah. another time. <laughs> that's oh, no. another podcast. I'm going to de- I'm going to derail this as much as I can. <laughs> <laughs> Strap in, folks. Here we go, baby. You are in Is for that a why wild you gave ride. him that cup? Yeah. That gave him the Bette Midler cup you because gave, he's... You gave him the Hocus Pocus cup? Oh, nice. It's literally him. It literally just says, "Oh, what a glorious mm. morning." makes me sick. That's the biggest mood that I've ever felt. Right. <laughs> so. so instead of like giving you a rundown like we normally do of the movie, you've all seen it. You've all, if you haven't, pause, come back. Um, but we're going to start with favorite moments. What was your, so we'll start with, I'm going to end with Eric because he's going <laughs> to, I feel like he's, he's going to unpack a lot of things, so I grab actually, it. I actually can give you an abridged version of what I liked. Oh, what? Um, this is just one moment. Just one so moment from the film. Pick okay. something that you liked. Pick something uh, that you liked. Can I give you two things? Sure. Actually, Luke Evans was good. Yes. Luke Evans was very good. Um, and I'll say more about that later. 
Uh, Ewan McGregor, whenever he wasn't doing anything that was directly impacted, like impacting the plot, whenever he, like that bit when he was like in the kitchen and he was like, I have no taste buds, but if I could taste this, I bet it would be exquisite and yeah. <laughs> all that. And like all the stuff with him and Cogsworth, Ian McKellen is just kind of there. The but, little like, like back right. and forth. Yeah, but, but like Ewan McGregor, whenever he's not directly talking to either of the two main characters is pretty good. He does good background chatter. He does. He do, he's very good at spinning the wheels. And I will let everybody else say what they're going to say. Perfect. Okay, Nikoa. Your favorite moment. I just have a line. You'll feel slightly nauseous. Best line <laughs> out of the whole entire film, in my opinion. What was that for? I forgot what that was from. It was uh, when when he was talking to the Beast about when he should tell her. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Cogsworth. Or the je ne sais quoi. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but that goes back to Luke Evans. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, Travis. I so I saw this movie in the theaters when it first came out too. Um, I I cried when I was watching it. Same because I don't know. I guess I have a lot of feelings. Yeah. <laughs> you have more feeling on this. movie. You're not then. an emotionless husk like I am. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I really, I know people will get into this later. I know people have strong feelings about Emma Watson as Belle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the shade. People have some strong feelings about it. Some strong and negative feelings. I get it. Let's I get clear. it. I get it. Um, but I just love that whole, like, the opening sequence where they're doing the song Belle. Like, it just, it sets up the magic of the whole movie. Like, for somebody who's coming at it from being a huge fan of, like, the animated version and the Broadway show and someone who had actually been in the show, um, it really just kind of, I remember just, like, not even taking a smile off my face while watching it. So that was really fun. I love that moment. I love that song. It just sets it all up. You just know you're about to get into it when you hear that. And it was actually identical to the movie version of it. Right, yeah. They yeah. kept like it the original very true movie. to it. Even the colors of the townspeople, they're like naturally none of them were supposed to wear blue and she was only supposed to be the person that wore blue. Mm-hmm. And it was like that. And she's the Horton the Elephant of <laughs> this, this oh. show. And her, 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 her town is her poor provincial <laughs> jungle of Newell. <laughs> Susie goes over. Oh, Susie goes over. I digress. We are gonna get sued. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess my favorite any interaction between um, LeFou and Gaston. Because yes. Josh yes. Gad mm-hmm. in general seemed to be the only one who was like. I, okay. You have strong opinions <laughs> about Josh no. Gad. In this movie. Josh Gad in this movie, perfect. No. Perfect. Loved him. I appreciated okay. his LeFou. Okay, so this he's is about my... to la poo poo all over. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Okay, first of all, Josh Gad, if you're listening, hi, hi hello. I admired oh. you in that Jake Gyllenhaal movie. I don't remember what it was called. Um, that Jake. <laughs> it was like Jake Gyllenhaal and Anne Hathaway. I don't remember what it was called. No, what it is. <laughs> but, I'm googling this. But, but oh, whatever it is, I haven't seen it. I just know that he's in it. Oh um, God. But I. Luke Evans and Josh Gad have an interesting dynamic in this movie because they both seem to be entirely aware of the movie that they're in. Mm-hmm. And Luke Evans is just committed to, like, committed to it. Just like, he's like, I am just going to be this, ins- this... This pompous asshole. This, nonsens- this nonsensically evil dude. Just, like, being a dick for no reason. Like, just 
this he's got he's the cartoon he's a cartoon character because that's what it's based off of yeah. Josh Gad is just Josh Gad like he's I think that's why I enjoyed him but he's, <laughs> yeah. I, wrote, I wrote he's the only American in France apparently like everyone else even is, try everyone else is speaking in like a British or like that vaguely British like weird European like kind of like like Peter Dinklage Tyrion Lannister like vaguely English accent but not really it's right. just like like everybody's like doing that or the French or they're doing an Italian accent or whatever else and Josh Gad is just like what's up I'm Josh Gad <laughs> what's up I'm Josh Gad they cast me as the fool and I'm here to mess <laughs> things up they cast me as the fool the sidekick to Gaston 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 and it's a, like oh. and it's like and that's my that's one of my issues with that like Josh Gad is just like he know there is such a thing as too much scenery chewing and josh gad uh, is 100 yeah. percent doing that like with uh whatever it is at the end when he's like holding when he's holding emma thompson and like who is the teapot mrs potts and he says we, i used to be on gaston side but we are so not in a good place right now and i'm like that don't like it's just like that that i don't i wouldn't have a problem with dialogue that that is that contemporary but it's like Everyone else in the movie is speaking like they would, as though it were that. It's like there's no consistency to it. Anyway, mm-hmm. somebody else talk. Yeah. We're gonna go on to the next question. How about that? It's gonna be a dumb on this one. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> so Eric is gonna be just as a devil's advocate. Just so he's gonna be a negative Nancy this entire podcast. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's literally okay. the light that is a, of this movie yeah, right now. I sure. love this movie. It's okay. one of my favorite Disney movies. I'm ambivalent about it. Nothing better than a visual joke on an audio medium. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, so your favorite song from the show. Well, I know people are going to want me to say be our guest because that's what. Because you like, were Lumiere. I was Lumiere, and that was my, my jam. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually really like Evermore when they added yes. it. I That was one of the ads that I really appreciated, because the the Beast got a song in the Broadway show, too, and I wasn't a fan of whatever it was that he had to sing. Like, I just remember... It was the last song before Act 1 ended, and it was... I don't know. I just... I feel like Act One could have ended three minutes earlier. Like, I mean, no. I mean, it's no offense to like Eddie who played the Beast and sang that song. Like Eddie mm-hmm. did a beautiful job with it, but I just think it was something that was very unnecessary. So I was happy when they actually gave him one in the remake, and it was actually a very good song. I think Alan Menken did a really good job with that. It was a very good ad. I have to agree. That's actually my favorite song out of the whole entire show. I sing that in the shower almost every single day. Like, I love that song. Tea. Yeah. <laughs> I love that song. We're spilling actual tea today. Spilling tea. <laughs> okay, so I actually do enjoy Evermore. Yeah! I, yes! I think yes! I, I, controversial opinion, the Josh Groban version is better. I do like the Josh Groban version. But Josh version. Groban has a beautiful yep. voice, and it, like... Also, the Beast, whenever he sings, it sounds like he's gargling a bunch of CGI socks. Well, that... And it's, like... And I feel like they put that as a vocal effect like, in on his voice. And it's not... Because of the Beast. Because he yeah, has to have but that it's kind just of deep, like, guttural it's, sound, in my opinion. It's just, like, that guy can do a really... That guy can do a deep voice, and I don't understand, like, why they had to add a monster layer to that and then auto-tune that. Mm-hmm. Like, that. that's just a layer too far. 
Yeah. I'm happy with one or the other. I made this like, comment too about Into the Woods and Anakin and Disney spending money to so on the steps of the palace and Into the Woods. Fun fact: Anakin is wearing magnet shoes. <laughs> nice. Magnet shoes. Spare Disney no springs the money. Good for you, Disney. I know you got probably d- billions of dollars to burn. Yeah. And you're trying I, to, you know, lower your tax rate by just spending it. Yeah. But, but I did not I did not finish that thought. Con like contradicting what I said about Josh Gad, my favorite song in the movie is Gaston. Because yeah. that's the one part where I'm like the, he's embellishing enough to the point where I believe that it was the only believable part of the movie where it's like he's trying to make Gaston feel better and like he's mm-hmm. just like singing about how great Gaston is. And I really like that, but that's just my opinion, man. Yeah, Gaston is my favorite song. Yeah. Gaston, mm-hmm. and then uh, just hearing Luke Evans sing um, "Kill the Beast" because mm. you know that's his favorite song. You could tell that was his he favorite song. It. He went off. <laughs> He's he went like, off. like, I like this song. Like I said, Luke Evans committed like a thousand percent to what he was doing. He was he like the only actor also, that could. Yeah, I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love the movie, earn but that, yeah. Earn that paycheck, Ian McKellen. Yeah. Ian McKellen was there for a paycheck. <laughs> like, it had some oh, really, is, really good is, uh, actors. Like, I have to say, I did love Ian McKellen in it. But, like, I Josh Gad and then Gaston and LeFou, I think, were, like, the embodiment of that whole entire movie. Like, Belle, don't even care about her. Emma Watson, nope. I... I love this movie, but Emma Watson I in this movie. Now it's my I think face. To, now it's my turn to watch Travis make faces because <laughs> Emma Watson. I think they could have picked a better Belle, honestly. Okay, but, so the next but, question was, who is your favorite character? To kind of put it that you said, um, I would have to say, Le- I would have to say Lafu. Out of all of them, I think Josh Gad did an amazing job in this whole entire show. I just loved him as a person in this show. Luke Evans is guest on. Luke Evans Five Gaston. million percent. Yeah. Uh, I have to agree with Eric. I think Luke Evans. Yeah, Gaston the right, the right opinion. Excellent, uh, Travis, Travis, what is your opinion? <laughs> Travis is hurting. Is it? Is it Emma? I, I don't want to say it. You have to. Yeah. Because people are gonna. No. You know what? Screw this. I'm, this is my podcast. <laughs> I came up with this shit. I'm talking about my opinion. I like Emma. <laughs> Watson is Belle. Hey, I, I thought she did a fantastic job, and I was pleasantly surprised at her voice, and I thought it was very angelic, and I think that she, it was great. <laughs> no, I So think now she we're going to get that. into our notes section. <laughs> hold on. Because I have oh, notes on I have this. Notes, I have notes as well. I want to go off um, of what he said with Emma. I think she would have done way better if they didn't auto-tune her voice. I think that was a big issue with me in her voice. Because I, you can definitely tell that it went through a process. I mean, yeah. there are some parts in it that are better than others. Mm. Like, there are some parts where you can, like... There are some parts where the auto-tune is a lot more noticeable than it is, like, than it is in other parts. But the part, w- for me, when it is most noticeable is when she's singing... What is it? Days in the Sun? Is that what it is where it's like... Yep. She's singing, and she's singing against Audrey McDonald. Who is yeah. like who is like? A, well, get real. Yeah, I mean, but, <laughs> but, well, okay. Audra freaking McDonald. Uh, well, of course, of course, but it's like that's the part where it's like, oh, oh, oh like. Right, but when she Here's came the thing: out Audra McDonald is like oh, no, classically love, trained artist. Yeah, like <laughs> that part where that song gets like they do the um, 
Bell reprise, mm-hmm. and she's like in mm-hmm. the field, and it's all soft. And Which was an homage to the sound of music. Music, apparently, right? I, I love that. I thought it was super pretty. I remember like watching that part in the trailer, and it ending on that, and I was like, <sighs> and see, I. I don't know if part of the reason that I don't care for this movie is just because I have no attachment to the original. It's probably it. Like, yeah. I, I'm i not saying that all of your opinions are invalid because nostalgic, because that made it seem like I was. Like, I just have... Oh, no. I, no one's opinions are invalid here. I'm just saying. Like, yeah, I, like, it, it, everybody's sa- allowed it sounded like I was invalidating yours, and that's not what I'm saying. Oh, I'm, no, no, I'm no. Just, I'm just saying, like, I don't have the same attachment to the original, so I'm able to be i'm oh yeah i'm not as able to be like uh, like i couldn't get to a movie theater fast enough okay oh yeah okay i, I couldn't get to a movie theater fast enough i should also say for context i saw this movie a couple weeks after it came out i think i had a double feature i saw this and the power rangers movie the 2017 power rangers movie and i had a better time at power rangers so we can unpack like, those feelings later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like yeah, <laughs> that's my indif- that's how indifferent I am. And I guess to kind of start getting, I I think Emma Watson visually is Belle. Oh, yes. absolutely, yes. absolutely. Yes. I, and and it it's like visually looking at her, she looks like Belle. Yes, which is great. But and it might be I'm kind of with Nicola. I think she can sing. It's just I think they. It's hearing her against Broadway actors and classically trained, you know, vocalists that is, there's a sharp contrast. And I think maybe yes. if they had let her, her natural voice come out a yeah. little bit more versus the auto-tune. Because that's something when I first saw it, I mean, I had an Im- immediate reaction of my childhood being like, oh my God, my childhood is like live and in color and I can't believe it. Oh my God. And then I had to take a step back and be like, okay, now I have to look at this technically. <laughs> you have to you have to analyze it critically. Yeah, I have to, yeah, you have to analyze yeah. it critically. I love the movie; it was very good. Visually stunning is my first, oh, except for very one, the dance. Yeah, what the, dance? The the beauty the Beauty and the Beast dance where they're in the ballroom. Oh, I have that, thoughts about. I <laughs> I know you're they opi- CGI'd I know you're, her skirt. Yeah, I know your opinions on the dress. However, some of the CGI in that scene particularly was just like, okay, th- this is not happening for real. Like or, I thought, by and large, the Beast looked very. I thought it's the a magic good. castle. No, like her. You could tell her. Dress was you uh, can tell. CGI'd. Like we're talking about when they're dancing together. Because I remember when Rachel was yeah, going did over. We Kanye. missed the part where the gold came down from the ceiling and attached <laughs> know, itself to her dress. It's a magic castle. It is a magic castle. I'm talking about the continuity about the length of her dress. I'm talking so about they, the. I'm talking about the actual like effects shot. Yeah. Of that. So See, I don't. When I watch something like this, I don't watch it from like a. Like a technical perspective. Is this freaking happening? Because none of this is ever going to freaking happen. <laughs> Like I'm in for it for like ooh pretty colors ooh beast and beast and dame come together like Whoa. I'm not I'm not looking at it like a ooh I mean that skirt though here's the thing <laughs> <laughs> or that CGI and I understand that yeah. here's the thing like the costumes in this movie are so amazing they're oh. so beautiful and on point and you can tell that they were all very lovingly made and very accurately made. But that goddamn yellow skirt. 
I get it. Norm, and it's normally in a movie when somebody's wearing a full skirt like that, they do make it shorter. So, you know, you're not constantly like hefting it up and walking around with it. But you can't show that all the time. And then see her spinning around the ballroom and her, her, the, her gown is sweeping the floor when five seconds ago you could see her whole ankle. <laughs> fine, fix it in post. Hashtag ankle gate. <laughs> Hashtag ankle gate. <laughs> Yo, at Hashtag di- we fixed it at, at, kind of in post. At Disney, what happened? <laughs> Tweet at Disney, what happened? We don't want to. I actually, I actually have like at Disney. Let you and do his Obi Wan movie. I wrote that in my notes <laughs> because like he did this and he did Christopher Robin. And I'm like, just let him do his Obi Wan movie, please. That's oh what the man, That's what the man wants to do. I would pay so much money for that, honestly. Like Disney just runs my life, honestly. I'd pay to see any Disney movie. They no run ma- the world. They do. They yeah, just bought Fox. They, <laughs> they, they run the freaking Fox. world. Disney and Google run this world, and I'm okay with it. If I'm okay. Disney decided, hey Google, we're going by you. We'd all be like, makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it would. that's the lo- okay. that's the logical end game here. That's the logical end game. Okay, but just to continue Sorry. on with notes, I want to say. I want to give some snaps to the multicultural cast in this movie. Oh, yeah. They could have whitewashed the shit out of this movie, and they didn't. They did not. They did not. Thank you, Disney. So, thank you. It was good to see people of color in this movie. Yes, it was. I I thought of another thing I liked. Oh! Uh, uh, Mr. Potts in the in the in the tavern when he was like winter in the middle of June. <laughs> June. June. Please continue. Um, one of Should my we, first can we notes. Start, are we gonna start top to bottom from the movie? No, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Let's do let's that. just go. Like one of my first notes that I wrote was that Prince's eyeshadow at the beginning. That is my gala look. James Charles is shaking. <laughs> that, I, that eye makeup was fierce. I also have a note about the prince's look. That prince's wig needs to be snatched, tossed, and then burned. Yeah, like he has long, goldy, flowing locks. Like let them ride. Yeah, I get it. I get the period they're going for, but. I get, I mean, his edges were laid. I'll give him that. Mm. But the rest of that wig was terrible. (laughs) I I actually have something on his uh, costume, too. I'm like, where can I get the princess jacket and vest? Because that was killer. Disney.com slash Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, Yeah, probably. (laughs) Because I want that. I want that. Comic-Con 2019. Right. Um, That first, the first bit, I was like, okay, this is what, but like in the, in the original movie, he's a kid when he turns into the beast, right? Is that a fact? No, he's, he's like not. He's like a like a 18-year-old prince. Okay. Yeah, he's like 16, I could have sworn I read something where it's like he was a kid initially. And that's why he's just so immature and just an asshole because he was a child. <laughs> like Oh, well, he's a pampered like, prince. Like he was a he was a rude kid and he never grew out of that cuz everyone died. No, cuz in the like, animated thing they have that picture of him that he like swipes his claw across like okay. the beginning of this one and that's him. Okay. That he's doing okay. that too. Okay. Yeah. Then forgive my ignorance, but No, he was yeah, okay. he was grown. I did notice that they changed the 10 years to for too long. Right. Which makes I have questions about that like how long were they trapped? How long was how how right. how long? Disney how? Did they age? Bill Condon, where well, did they, they go? Well, they didn't, obviously, because you see at the beginning, well, at yeah. least at the beginning of this one, you see, like, Chip running into the hall as everyone's kind of fleeing. I guess yeah. that's who that's who it is, because then Mrs. Potts finds him. And when they get turned back, 
They're the same They're age. They're the same age. He's still the same little boy he was when they got changed. It's almost like there was like a pause in time. Which What about the village was, though? It was winter when she cast that spell. Yeah. So maybe it was just winter around that perimeter the whole time. It was they were they were frozen, quote unquote, in time. Yo, when are Disney. we doing frozen? Enter Josh Gad. Yo, when are we doing frozen? <laughs> Summer. <laughs> And then Olaf comes and saves the day. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy with that. This is looking like, like the IMDb trivia page. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Just like, uh, okay. <laughs> anyway. Actually, my uh, first note, not about the jacket, was opening number, killer, and then kill it, queen, when she went for that high belt. Yes! Yes! I agree. Because that was, that was <laughs> awesome. You, you can have your opinion. Uh... Were you talking to me? I can have my opinion? No, no, I'm talking to them. They okay. can have their opinion. Okay, I thought you were going to be like, Eric, disparage this, please. Anytime I give a compliment, I just turn my head to it. I'm like, I don't have I don't have any opinion except for like, I like the guy who was like, bonjour, madame, how is your family? And he's like, she's like, bonjour, monsieur, how is your wife? <laughs> that, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I've never gotten that line as a child. Like, you're just like, oh, that's nice. He's asking about his wife. And then you see it. Like, I thought how it was p- portrayed here. And it was like, Ooh, damn, yeah. an affair. Uh, oh, 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 the woman who needed six eggs and it was too expensive. Yeah, why? <laughs> I need six eggs that's too that's expensive. Too like, what how was, much? What was the price on those eggs? Gaston like, with eggs. How rich is he? You made me to the punchline. Like, Gaston is sustaining that egg economy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Five dozen a day, baby. Five Dude, dozen like, a day. That's too many. That's, that's a lot of egg. That's, that's a lot of protein. That man is tearing like tearing like stone parapets like off the end of like off the castle at the end of the parapets. Is that what they are? Well, something yeah, like that. Like, like he's tearing like stone from stone at the end, and I'm like, damn. That's a kidney stone waiting to happen. It's like, all those omega, you know. All those omega, those little omega fatty yeah. acids. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Put a little avocado on your egg. You're good to go. Magic Ooh. eggs. Anyway, continue. moving along. I did have a note too. Uh, uh, in Paris, everyone has British accents. Yes, I have to unhook on this. So, <laughs> wow, I've been waiting for this. I love this movie. I do, but oh my god, these accents are horrible. So it's like half French, half British, half Cockney. Like and Mrs. Potts is the Ewan worst. McGregor was doing like a weird Spanish accent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like Mrs. Potts, you gotta unpack I, Mrs. Potts. Right? Oh. oh. Okay, she's the main one out of all this. I'll rub your back while you do this because I think it's going to get intense. <laughs> she went from a straight, like, very posh British accent to a straight southern drawl. Like, she's trying to make Kentucky Fried Chicken in, in the evening because, like, I don't understand how. <laughs> I don't know how you go from that to KFC worker. Like, honestly. Whoa. Shots. Shots fired. Like, professional actress. Like, I don't understand. Like, I'm not the best with accents. Nicole is serving up his original recipe right now. <laughs> Extra crispy. That is the only issue I really have with this movie was, gosh, what? Mrs. Potts with that accent. It right, was all that's over the, the place. That's the only problem with the movie. The movie's flawless. Um, <laughs> 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 Mrs. Potts accent. I, uh, I did in have the, a... In the evening... What? Yeah, Kentucky Fried No one eats Kentucky Fried Chicken in the evening. Nobody eats Kentucky Fried Chicken, period. Like, I, I Kentucky love Kentucky Fried Chicken. Kentucky fried chicken. Do not come for KFC. KFC <laughs> is a treat. Their mashed potatoes are everything. I get that they're instant, but I don't care. Don't. Okay. And well, if you get on the other side of the creek from Indiana to Kentucky, KFC is way better. 
I'll keep that in mind if the I'm ever in the area. The chickens don't have to travel as far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go home. <laughs> who eats KFC in the morning? That's why you got to eat in the Speaking evening. Speaking of athletic chickens, um, one of my favorite things. Nice segue. In the beginning, yeah, right. One of my favorite things in the beginning was Josh Gad. When he, when Gaston was like, I want to marry Belle. She's the beautiful, most beautiful girl in all the land. And he's like, but she's so well read. And you're so athletically inclined. I was like, yeah, that's a great, like, slaps, <laughs> like a slap compliment right there. I actually like, have that dumb as down. hell, boy. <laughs> you pretty, but you dumb. You was a bro. <laughs> <laughs> but boy, is he pretty. But boy, is he pretty. And oh, my goodness. <laughs> side note, <laughs> Luke Evans plays for my team. Sorry, ladies. That's true. That's a real thing. Luke Evans. Really? Luke? Mm-hmm. He gay. I did not Luke know Evans that. looks more well, like Orlando Bloom than Orlando Bloom he, does. He's a straight, straight gay man yeah. or a gay straight man. Which one is it? I guess we're just having two conversations now, right? Oh, yeah, but. <laughs> All right. He's just a man. Just a man. He's just a man. He's just a man. He doesn't... Hopefully, my man one he's day. He's just a guy. <laughs> Henny. <laughs> mm. um, right. I also had the, the winter and June line, too. Right. Winter and June. Um, I did have a note about. Bell, though, too, as well. I did feel like a lot of the times that uh, Emma Watson was... I don't know if she... For somebody who spent an entire eight movies acting to CG, her... uh, uh, Just... I don't... During the dinner scene? During the dinner... During Be Our Guest. Yeah. She looked bored as fuck. And if I had seen the show that I had seen during Be Our Guest, I would be like... Original animated bill. I'd be clapping. I'd be, oh, look at all the pretty colors. I, this is going to be a really controversial opinion, especially for these two. I'm pointing at Travis and the other one. Nicole. Nicole. <laughs> so for whatever for whatever reason, my brain was like, "Your name's Zeke." <laughs> Zeke. <laughs> Zeke. And I was like, "It's not Zeke." <laughs> I love that so much. So I, I feel d- like I would need it, like a shaved like side part, you know, like one of those little shaved little things for yeah, Zeke. Yeah, you need like those three little like Adidas bars on yeah. like, the side of your head to be Zeke. Hey, you're wearing a branding. Anyway. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey. He's wearing, us Adidas. He's wearing an Adidas. <laughs> he's wearing an, Adi- an Adidas hoodies for those of you that aren't in Travis's house right now. Adidas. Um, anyway. Uh, I don't think Emma Watson was any different from her portrayal of Hermione Granger in this. No, I, I'm different I about that. I think yeah. she was very, very different in this. How? Because How? she was Belle. She did play Belle. How? She wasn't like the know-it-all that she yeah. is in How? those movies. Okay. She wasn't like the know-it-all teacher's pet kind of person. What Belle was in this movie was she was the stronger independent person woman than like, like the animated film had done well yeah hermione was the the female with two male best friends who you know had to punch draco malfoy in the face at one point so but when you're looking when you're separating the performances and you're looking at the contrast between animated bell from the original movie and the portrayal of bell now they made her even more book smart made her you never got the sense in the animated film that she was part of like and in, like she was never like an inventor's daughter. Like her dad did the inventing, and she was just the weird lady that read books. Yeah, in the animated where this version. one they they gave her. Like, she's innovative. She's smart. She mm-hmm. she helps she, her father. She is trying to teach a girl, which true during that that time in Paris. I, I don't know what 
the actual year that they're looking at. Um, just back then, basically. Yeah, just back. Just women weren't... Women, women didn't learn to read. Yeah. So that's what... I mean, that's, I think, initially why it's weird that she does read. But she's, you know, seeing her... Like, she figured out how to do laundry without actually having to scrub laundry. Yeah. I'm, also, they just, like, dumped that onto the street for no reason. Like, clean straight on to like everybody in this town everybody in this town is an asshole and i don't understand why like i don't get it i get hey besides besides the librarian what's his he was the he was the only one mr librarian man mr librarian man who he was a black man which i really enjoyed i noticed that (laughs) (laughs) he didn't Uh, get the librarian feel to me though no but I guess, I guess, and that's <laughs> because he was dressed to like me, a pilgrim. That was frustrating. <laughs> yeah, he was dressed like a pilgrim. <laughs> but also, the BR guest number everyone. was something extra that didn't need to. I don't know and if it needed to be that extra, but it was extra. I <laughs> would be our guest brought down the entire film for me at least because it's it's one of my favorite songs from the original one as well. Yeah. I prefer it over Gaston, but like. This, I think, is where it falls down as, like, a live-action adaptation. Because if it's animated, and I was saying this during the movie, you don't need to show why everything's happening. Everything just happens. Like, for instance, in The Lion King, when Be Prepared is happening, I don't need to know where the green fire is coming from. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care, I don't care where the million Nazi hyenas came from. I, just, I, just, I understand that they're there. I'm like, I don't care how it happened. But, like, in the live-action Lion King, we're going to get, like, the green fire coming up. And it's like, how did that happen? Because it's it's not animated. It's like... If something's but like that, it is animated, though. <laughs> this is not the deba- this is not the time to have this debate. Yeah, <laughs> I agree really with not. I agree with you, but onto the segue of no, Emma Watson. No, 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 no. <laughs> if if something's animated, I don't need the context for like why everything's happening. But it's like in this one, the spotlight was there because Plumet was shining the plate, like so the moonlight was hitting Lumiere or whatever, and. All the carts are being pulled in by magic or something. And it's just like, and then there was an Arabian palace at one point, And Cogsworth was wearing a Sultan's hat. And if that was animated, like, well and truly animated like the original one, I wouldn't need context for that. I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. But it's like, where did that come from? <laughs> because everything in that everything in that room has space. There is like space for everything to be. And it's like, how did that just show up? Because that's not part of the magic of the castle. <laughs> Well, I mean, with like I, the, the Sultan thing and like the Arabian Castle, like Disney has a history of throwing Easter eggs and oh, homages I, of other I'm not, movies. In I'm there. not questioning the reference. I'm questioning where did it come from? Magic. Like, yeah, how did that castle magic? Is that part of the castle magic? Who knows? This is part of the convenience. It's so poorly defined. We have no idea. Like, we'll see. But that's he, where I'm suspending it. it. I'm like it castle magic. Part of, the, <laughs> part of the castle magic. I just, but he makes a point. Like it's part of the castle magic in the animated version. But you're going to an animated movie, so you just assume whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Yeah, it's yeah. like I don't. So, I, I like I said, saying. I don't need any context for the animated ver- version because I'm like I don't know what the space of this area looks like. I can see part of the dining room. I don't know what the entire dining room looks like. Oh, but they show but the entire they show the entire dining room, and then just poof. and you see. The thing for me is, like, you see the food leaving the kitchen on the carts. So you know that there's... That, that, is, the w- that is the way by which things enter and exit the room besides the other door. Mm-hmm. And I can't disassociate that from, like... So they must have brought the palace in. They must, they must have brought the palace in on the cart because how else did it show up? Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, Cogsworth would have, been ha- would have had to have been hiding in the palace... And put on a sultan's hat, 
and be rolled out, put on the table, while Lumiere is bemoaning how long they've been a candlestick or something. Which side note, I'm sl- I'm upset they changed the lyrics on that. Also, Lumiere dabbed. <laughs> he did, <a> <laughs> he did a double dab. He did he charm. He went for it. He did, like he, I, I piss and moan about Josh Gad in this movie, but that was the most contemporary thing that I've ever seen. And I was like, uh, I don't like this. <laughs> I thought it was everything. I, sw- I, I screamed. Part. I screamed. He dabbed. I cringed at one part. In this I can one confirm. I was sitting right next to Eric when he said it. Anyway. What was the part you cringed at? The ending, the growl part. I cringed physically when he's like, you should grow a beard. And then he oh, just growls. Like. And I'm just like, oh, also, no. Also, Lumiere's head no. starts on fire when he kisses Plumet when they're human. Yeah. And How does that happen? Continuity. They're just oh my magic. I'm so filled with fire. They're just <laughs> changing back. So that was like the last little flame on top of his head as he's becoming a human again. Human again. Okay, I will accept that. I'm sad that that song... Ugh, I'm not. No. Didn't really make that it. That song could have gone without. I Can we talk about uh, Maurice's dad song at the start? When you first get him, that was just heartwarming. Mm-hmm. I love Kevin Klein. I did enjoy Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein yeah. is, I lied, Luke Evans is not the best part because Kevin Klein is playing this very sincerely. Yeah. Like, Luke Evans is playing it sincerely as well, I guess, but like from a different perspective. But like, Kevin Klein mm-hmm. is like, I'm... He's he's investing himself in the character, kind of the way that Luke Evans. Was. I'm contradicting myself, but like they're playing the character. Yeah, and they're, they're investing they're investing themselves 100 percent in what the character is, but like the characters are two different things. Yeah, like Luke Evans is a cartoon villain, and uh, Kevin Klein is just a he's a real life dad. He's a real life cartoon dad. Yeah. yeah, one of my favorite parts in that movie was when he was just sitting in the tavern. Like just waiting for Gaston and LeFou to come back. And also, he's I can't just stress enough just, how much I love that red that red leather jacket just that Gaston was wearing. His fingers, like, yeah, walk in, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Step to me. That witch saved me, and here's I am. <laughs> he was sassy um, at that point. I liked it. He was sassy, brassy, and I didn't like the dead mom subplot. That was dumb. I didn't what? Like it. No, no, that was so heartwarming the what? and saddening. But you never get to find out what happens to these people's moms yeah, in and these Disney movies, I don't and I need... think it's nice that they're giving some context. But to I don't now. need to know. Some of us I... want to know, though. Okay, well, <laughs> some of us Eggs want on to my know. face. I, guess. I will say to bring it back to um, to Maurice waiting for Gaston in in the pub. That bitch slap wind up is one of the like, yeah, <laughs> oh my God. one of the most slow motion slaps ever, and it was almost like he just put a finger up and was like, ah, ah, ah. he's just like, no, honey, don't touch my face. Uh, I wrote it's the most fake slap. Yeah, so yeah, it's just like whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. It's like, like it's like that was the first second they're like, all right, guys, this was supposed this is supposed to be out tomorrow, so yeah, I'm just gonna. So I'm gonna need you to speed up that editing if you we could, don't. Please. We don't. Have, we d- we literally don't have time. Don't add any CD to this. Just like yeah, throw it out. I know we're not allowed to hit Luke Evans because he's too pretty, but please, like Kevin <laughs> Klein, I know you're an a- I know you're an acclaimed actor, but please don't hit the pretty boy. Yeah, <laughs> I we say that, I say that like he's not a talented. He's a talented actor. Like oh, he, I, he really is. He's yeah, phenomenal. Is very yeah, good. it's just phenomenal. like he just happens to be incredibly handsome. Like which all of us yeah. are grateful for. Yeah. Him as Bard in The Hobbit, amazing. Love him. I've never oh, seen The Hobbit. That was a thing. What? Never seen the Hobbit movies. Never seen the Hobbit movies. Never seen Lord of the Rings. Oh, oh, oh another time. Another time. Another time. Rachel, another time, I, feel, another time. I feel like okay, I, I have feel to like go you back and on. I have had this conversation. 
We have, and I had yeah. the exact same reaction. Yeah. Oh and it has not changed. <laughs> I have one thing back to Emma Watson, Man, though. there are only so many hours in the day. True. She runs, when she's like in mid-song, you know how it's the opening with the field? She starts her song in the house, runs all the way across out of the kingdom, picks up song, and doesn't even pant a little bit. Like, I would be tired. I would be exhausted Movie running the magic. <laughs> That's the thing. I just That's I where feel like a lot of the points ends. that we're making. Here. That's <laughs> where your suspension of disbelief ends. That's where your suspension of disbelief ends. That's where I'm sorry. He runs all the way across <laughs> no. the field, up a hill, doesn't pant once. So my so more, my, like, my complaint about a note. My, I almost said let it be. No, be our guest. Like my complaint about be our guest is not valid, but because she can run from <laughs> one place to another over the course of like three seconds in a song, that's not valid. What? All all things are valid. All things are valid here. All, all yeah. opinions are. All opinions are valid. All here. opinions are valid. This is probably the most heated debate we've ever had on a movie this musical is nice. episode. I kind of like it though. <laughs> I will come back. To, I will come back to defend any position you ask me to. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess I one of the things that I wrote about like when you were walking about or not walking about talking about um you know the whole mom thing with you know them going to Paris and visiting that what she wanted to do with her mom I again thought that was another cool mm-hmm. ad just because there's this now there's this magic book that but how does it trans- work I think it's kind of cool Magic. for. I mean, I mean, I get that the the way it was used in the movie is kind of like, okay, we have to tell people what happened to her mom, and this is what Belle wants to find out, that kind of thing. But for the Beast, it's kind of like a really fun trick on her end to be like, I can allow you to go anywhere you want, but like no one's ever gonna know you're there. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he can oh, travel oh. and see that he can go to Paris whenever oh, he wants, but okay. no one knows he's there. They can't see him. He's okay. alone in okay. everything that he does. It's I thought, really cool. I thought that they were actually transported. I'm like, then why? Why? Well, like, no. I mean, it was just like they're transported okay. in time, and like they kind of explain okay. what happened. Okay, so it's like out. it's like a little vignette simulator, I guess. Yeah, yeah. he could go okay. anywhere in the world, but at the end of the day. He's still alone. Okay, I I was not clear. That was really poorly defined. Yeah, at well, least, I mean, it's, at it's least like a me- metaphor for his life. Is he's, he can either be alone in that castle, oh, or he can travel I the guess. world, and he's still alone. This is this this, this movie's genius. See, so smart. Yeah, see, so, I'm opening doors for you, Eric. It's metaphors. Think about that a little bit more. More like meta doors. And then the whole doctor <laughs> masks, though. Those things Woo. are creepy. Yeah, I don't know. Those why. like old French doctor like horn masks. Oh, like yeah, they 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 could, like, like that beak. Like protect you from the plague? Or How do we know that they weren't half birds? Is this an Alfred Hitchcock segue? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I think God. we should explore this a little bit further. No. I know. I want to move on because I had a couple notes about the attack on the castle by the villagers. Everybody should be dead. Yeah, literally, <laughs> this attack <laughs> on the castle. Or Death immediately. From, like a severe concussion. Like something. Like, okay. Okay. Those like. It is, like those, you said, those two like arms on the side, like with the like the stone sconces. 
Like, they were clobbering dudes. Like, <laughs> you dude, would be like, dead! Du- like, dudes actually have exploded heads because of those. Like, like, they're not coming back. That's not something that you can just, like, I love you, and everything goes back to normal. Those dudes are dead. Yeah. <laughs> dudes are dead. <laughs> those I guys... say from, like, a continuity standpoint, though, like, when the maestro, like, the piano is, like, firing all of his keys at people. Also... And then when they turn back into humans, he's only got, like, three teeth left. Yes. Uh, love I a continuity yes. stand. I, like, that's perfect. Uh, <laughs> that's the one bit of continuity in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did enjoy that, but I just kept thinking, like in the animated movie, yeah, people got attacked with with household items and furniture and plate, you know, and dinnerware and things like that. And I let it go because it's an animated movie. Yeah. Live it, action, you get hit with yeah, a fork, like, in the like face. I, or... Like I said, live <laughs> like live action tends to have live consequences, so it's like you need to. Not that was a dumb way of saying that, but no, like but that made sense. But like it makes sense in live action. You have to think about the consequences of actions, whereas like in animation, a guy can get crushed by a boulder and he'll just like pop up like an accordion, like yeah, the, and it just and then it'll be fine in the next frame because that's how animation works. But it's like you can, if a guy gets crushed in like a live action with a voice cracked, ignore that. I like <laughs> if a guy gets crushed in like by a boulder in a live action movie, that guy is dead. <laughs> like. Like, he's just, he's dead. Like, technically, Josh Gad should have been dead. He got crushed by a harpsichord. By, like, a mid-century harpsichord. Those things are heavy. Like, the strings are steel strings. Like, they're not, like, the thing didn't weigh, like, the weight of your table, and it fell on him. And he's like, oh, no, I got crushed by a table. (laughs) Bitch, you got crushed by a harpsichord. You should be dead. <laughs> Another favorite part for like that battle scene is when he dresses up the guys. The three oh my guys, gosh! Yes, queen. <laughs> just two of them, just like like scared to death and run away. But there's just one, and he just like he like twirls it and like yes, honey. And he killed <laughs> like, it. That guy, that guy committed one thousand percent to that, and that was like good on you. Yes, yes. no, <laughs> for he, sure. Like he was, he was just like this is like this is my part. I'm this gonna, is what I'm I doing. am playing this one million percent, and I was like, "Good on ya." I so. feel like there was a parallel too in this movie where you had like the three silly girls, but I feel like it was more about the three silly boys in this movie. It, it was. It was. It was. Was that Tom, Dick, and Stanley? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Pretty much. I mean, like, okay. I like the silly girls are a big role in the first movie and like the Broadway show, but then they had these three like silly boys that are kind of part of Gaston's. Entourage. Yeah, kind of. Entourage. And I like that they made it more about that. Not that, you know, the silly girls weren't important. They had other things that they did, too. But I thought it was cool to have, like, you know, the contrast between the two both there at the same time. It was kind of cool to see. I thought it was neat. And then they turned them into the new silly girls, which is really cool. I don't know. And then Josh just, Gad got a partner in the end. It was so cute. Shout out honest. to you, West Virginia, for not knowing what that means. And the Middle yeah. East. <laughs> or Kentucky or whatever the hell they... Yeah, wherever it was, this. I didn't let this movie because... And, I, and I, that's another thing. Like, seeing that... Because I remember hearing about it and then seeing it. And my brain just went, oh, good for you, LaFou. Yeah, you live your best life. And then you guys said that. that that's what it would cause countries to be like, no, we can't show this movie. Yeah. And I'm like, for the that? people. That? <laughs> yeah, for the people that aren't like fully understanding this, there was countries and then a couple like towns and cities here in the states that would not play this movie. Not for the bestiality, not None. for the Stockholm syndrome. Not for the Buffalo Boy. Obvious throughout this uh-uh. whole movie. Not for Buffalo Boy. It was the man dressing as a woman and then two gays dancing. 
for three seconds. For three that seconds even. in the movie. <laughs> Not even. Like, you barely, you just see him, and you're like, mm, that's nice. Three and then seconds is gone. Like, I'd say it was three quarters of a second. Oh, my gosh. They don't kiss. They don't do anything. They literally grab hands, grab, like, lock eyes, and it cuts away from them. Yeah. I... I'm looking, but, at, I'm looking at my notes. I cannot read my handwriting, so <laughs> strap in. I like your, your too many eggs. Uh, I, I wrote too many eggs in a big in a big in a big font. Um, what about the book? Uh, I don't remember what that was about, and everybody should be dead. So those, <laughs> those are the ones, are the ones that I wrote legibly, and I wrote Gaston's got a neat hat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We stand a quality hat. I love. Also, I have tried. to concur with you I, on that jacket he wears during yes, the yes, scene. it's sick as hell, is it not? I like, look like visually because you're looking at it, you're like, that's not leather, that's not leather, and then you hear him go, like you know yeah. that arm move that you're like, that is leather. Luke Evans, you sultry sea dog, you. I hope you kept that coat. You. I, I, yeah. Um, uh, no, I was talking about the scene in the woods, like when he and LeFou and Kevin Glyde were um, in the woods and he had like the big hat. Oh, the big oh yeah. Hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The like, captain's, he's no, a captain, actually, right? Actually, you know what? All of Gaston's hat in this movie, like quality. Um, like like you said, I am all about a quality hat. I love a hat. Yeah, I always stand a hat. Just, just, just quality hats. Like. I love the part in that wood scene where Lefou was like, "Go back to your happy place. Go back to the war. Uh, Explosions, blood, sultry widows, widows. the widows." <laughs> also, the beast said touristy. Like that was the one that like a little too touristy. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that, me. that I was like. <laughs> See, I thought it was funny. I, I, I liked the little. I liked the little modern like inlays yeah. that they have. He's like, should we go to the? Uh, what did he say? Notre Dame. Notre Dame. The Champs Elysees. Oh, it's a little too touristy for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then she's just like, my mom died here. I said, <laughs> uh, oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then he goes. Sorry, I called your dad a thief. Let's just pour some sun on that right he, now. He picks up the mask. He's like, the plague. The plague. <laughs> I was like, it's like that's well, no, he picks it up and says, it's a doctor's mask. A doctor's mask. The and plague. Just cut away. Plague. Plague. <laughs> I'm, sorry I, I'm sorry I called your father a common thief. And it's like, oh. You have a good beast voice. Cool. Not, not. Gee, thanks. Sorry, your mom died of the plague. It's <laughs> sorry I called your dad a thief. <laughs> I'm sorry I locked your dad for stealing a rose. <laughs> in many, way, in many ways, that's really irrational. Right. Oh, or the uh, like. He's when she makes a mention about him reading about Guinevere and Lancelot. He's like, actually, I'm reading King Arthur. You know. Classic mansplaining. Swords and knights and round tables and things. And things made of wood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a man. See, it's just I, rich mahogany. I, I think that isn't. It's Dan Stevens. That's the actor's name. Right. As the yeah. I think he did a pretty good job. Like for the most part. Oh yeah, for sure. For like the little comedic bits, I'm like, oh, that's charming. And like the bits where he was like really angry, I was like, oh, that's terrifying. It's just like his voice was very powerful. He, like film. I loved it. As much as I've seen him yell and get angry, and I love Dan Stevens. First thing I ever saw him in was, of course, Downton Abbey. If you haven't watched Downton Abbey, first thing I saw him in was Night what? at the Museum Three. Secret <laughs> of He's in that? Secret of the Yeah, he is. He plays Lancelot. His nose melts. Are you joking? No, I'm not. 
like this isn't I a need to IMDb this <laughs> right now. <laughs> this is this is this is at the beginning of this thing. He's like, I'm watching this from a film perspective, from somebody who appreciates film. And then he goes, Yeah, I saw my <laughs> Night at the Museum three. <laughs> <laughs> For context, I worked at a movie theater at the time. So yeah, like, like, but that movie is like the like, it's the worst movie. <laughs> The worst movie in the Night at the Museum trilogy. Like, what a... Those movies are fine. Go, like, Ben Stiller. Get yourself yeah, that money. Like, yeah, <laughs> that was ben such Stiller a money grab. Like, like, Ben Stiller, Robin Williams, Owen Wilson, uh, wow. Steve Coogan. Steve Coogan? Wow. Well, Steve Coogan is it. Uh, no, it's um, Alfred Molina. He's in those movies as well. Oh, my God. I'm like, you guys, except for Owen Wilson, I'm like, you guys are all actors that are pretty well respected like and then you're doing this stuff and it's like everyone's got to pay their dues Rami Rami Malik was uh not King Tut he was another one in there Ben yeah Ben Kingsley is in the third one I just looked Amy Adams is in the second one I just looked at it so Robin Williams Owen Owen Wilson Steve Coogan Ricky Gervais Rebel Wilson is in that movie Hmm? Rami Malik who else Ben Kingsley Dick names. Van Dyke is in that yeah, movie. No, he, plays, he plays like the villain of the first spoiler alert for Night at the Museum. Like he plays this villain in the first night. Mickey yep. Rooney is in that too. Yeah, Mickey Rooney. And so in is this. another what? like another like old timey comedian. Oh my god! Like old timey comedian. Don't don't be ageist, Eric. Don't oh, geez, be ageist. The microphone just fell into me. <laughs> <laughs> I will. All right. Adjust well, that. Let's circle around. Anyway, so okay. So do we want to get final? Do we have? Do you have any other notes? I think I went through all of mine. I notes. have all of mine. I think pretty much um, covered. I have something, and it's about the cape and the fur. Oh. What when, cape and what fur? Who's cape and fur? When the beast is like fighting the wolves and everything. She off. takes off this napkin-sized cape compared to him. The man is covered in fur and wraps it around him like he's cold. Okay, but in her defense, he's losing blood. Then you have to tie a knot or something. Okay. You just lay it on him, like oh, all, pat it down. She's Good. a small girl from a small town in France somewhere. She's books who reads books about birds that are blue. <laughs> That's her life. Excuse her for not reading Knot Tying 101 from the small seven-book library she has access to. She's not an EMT, Nicola. Yeah. Just say it. Just I'm just saying, but he has to, to, to read it back to the seven-book library, so in... All of those books are Harry Potter, It's just by like the way. eight books between two bookends. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, your library breaks our small corner of the world feel big. And I'm you like... You see a librarian? Bitch, like, he you don't even have the Harry Potter series up in there. <laughs> like, that's seven books on its own. That, exactly. But, I notice that you're leaving Cursed Child out, as you should. Another time. Absolutely. Because <laughs> <laughs> how dare you Travis, in my house? Travis... <laughs> I, this is a debate I will have at another time. Okay, like, we'll do that again. Okay, we'll They'll do back. this post <laughs> post production. No, post-production. I want this. I want this on mic. I want it. I want it. You want it documented. I want it documented. I want my document for the cursed child. New episode no. idea. We've got this. Check mark. I'll make a note. Um, Literary theater. But I remember in in the animated film. I mean, even if it was a small town library, it was like there was a wall. There was a book. wall. He had at least 300 books to choose from. Yeah, where she walks into this and then it's just these white walls and he's just like dusting off his windowsills and eight books. Ah, good morning, Bell. Is that what he sounded like? I don't know. Is there another Oh, good morning, Bell. 
I'm part horse. <laughs> you did not get the library <laughs> feel no. at all. Do you have anything new? No, but you're welcome to read any of the old books that I have if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you've read them all 17 times, I'm sure you'll find one very interesting here. And you know what would kind of like just set me just a little fire is that she's like, I'll read this one. Like I wanted that ex- like to see that exchange. Mm-hmm. Live action mm-hmm. because that's one of my favorite. I'll take this one. But you've read it before. <laughs> but it's my this. favorite. But it's my favorite. And then she Knights goes, of Castle, the Prince of Disguise. Also, okay, okay, that's actually okay. Aladdin. Okay, I, okay. I think it's a little tidbit okay. for Aladdin as yes, well. Yes, yes. She said, like in the song, Bell. She's like, um, so something about meeting Prince Charming, which you won't find out it's him till chapter three. Like, how long is that book? How long is the book? It's Aladdin. But chapter three? How many chapters are in this book? Harry didn't even find out he was a wizard until chapter seven. Yeah. <laughs> like, girl. <laughs> You're a wizard. Do you know Eric. how books work, Eric? It's a very short book. She was also learning about birds that are blue. <laughs> yes. The and blue. Hopefully not tying one-on-one, please. Yeah, no. All right. So on the podcast, right. I think we've pretty much wrapped up all of our notes here. And yeah. Now it's time to go around and give what we call... Curtain calls. The curtain so, calls. So your curtain calls and your final thought on the movie. So the curtain call is just a scale of uh, one to five curtain calls. One obviously being the lowest, five being <laughs> the highest. And I guess I'll go first. Yeah, you go ahead, go first. I, I will give it a, a four. There, I have some issues with some continuity that it's, from a technical standpoint. I have some, some technical continuity issues. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, it was visually stunning, and it was a piece of my childhood. So I, it was the first Beauty and the Beast was the first ever movie I saw in the theater that my mother took me to the movies to. And I will admit, I did whale cry after the like, yes, like no, uh, when the Beast dies in the film so i don't know it kind of it has a nice little special place in my heart travis is ready to rate no i'm, I'm ready to i'm ready to listen to eric rate I, yes please i'm interested i no, think I, eric should go last yes i think you, <laughs> so travis you're next i i am curious though are we allowed to do like half curtain calls you can do yes, half you can do if half. you want okay. yep okay. no point seven fives or like point two fives i wasn't it's not worth you get a point five that's worthy worthy point seven five. yeah don't do that Okay, well, um, shocker, I'm giving it a five, okay, because (laughs) it's a large piece of my childhood that I hold dear to my heart. I think Eva Watson did a fantastic job. I think Alan Menken wrote some great new stories for it. I like the fact we found out that Belle's mom died of the plague, because that solves one unsolved mystery on my (laughs) docket. That's um, the one thing I was curious about. Yep, and I think uh, we'll we'll find out later. So, uh, yep, five for me. Thank you very much, and uh, have a good night. may, May the odds be ever in your favor. Well, I would have to give this a four because I do enjoy this by my safe five for my top musicals. Um, but I loved it as much as I tried to critique it as hard as I could. I could only find little things. because very hard. <sighs> I loved it. I loved it. It is a big, huge nostalgic like flavor from my past, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I grew up watching these movies on VHS tapes where, you know, you had to spin them back with the pencil and everything. Oh, yeah. 
Yes, love nostalgia. Oh, you Gen Zers just don't know what it's like. I, yeah, I, I used to have 90s. special machines that we would put the tape in just to rewind it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that That's how nice. I knew you were rich. That's yep. how people yep. knew you were rich. Yep. If you had like a Mom rewind machine. Bougie. It was real bougie. <laughs> yes, Mama Shapoo and Daddy Shapoo. Thank you, Northwest Airlines money. We, we, this we, is a we had podcast two now. VCRs. So one of us, like if our parents were upstairs watching the news and because we had a VCR downstairs like in the family, like in the basement in the family room and they had a VCR up in the living room. So my parents would be watching the news. So we'd be watching a movie, want to watch it again. So we'd start like a sequel or the different movie and go take that movie upstairs into the upstairs VCR, let it rewind, go get it, watch it again. It Love took it. forever though. Sometimes, if you had like a crappy one, like it took forever. Those ble- be kind, please rewind stickers were like everything. You lived and died by yeah. that rule. Yeah. Or um, shout out to Blockbuster. <laughs> my brother and I did figure out that because a lot of times, like you would start hitting the credits and people just hit rewind. If you hit stop and then rewind on a VCR, then it would rewind faster. Huh? <laughs> Life hack. I would have to give it a four still though. Like, after all that, just because one, like, Rachel over here, I bawled my eyes out in theaters. No, Travis. Me. Yeah, Travis, I bawled my eyes out in multiple times throughout that whole entire movie. And I ain't ashamed to admit it. Like, when the beast died, cried. When Chip got caught, cried. When they're dancing and they come dancing and it's so beautiful and nice. and Or when Evermore plays, I cried. I Your agree. Southern is coming out hard. <laughs> All right, Emma Thompson. in the afternoon, in the evening, I'm, whatever. I'm north of the crick now. Like, I, I got a little bit of my southern draw, but... I'm north of the crick now. <laughs> I am, I am. Welcome I'm in Minnesota. Minnesota. I got a little bit of a Minnesotan accent going on, but... No, you don't. <laughs> no. No. You don't. no. But I loved it. I love it. I sing it every single day, and yeah, four. Okay. Oh, <laughs> on to you. I pass it. One and a half. That was Ooh. more than I had expected yeah, that's, you to. I, yeah. Look, the half is solely for, um, it's for the song Evermore existing, not necessarily the rendition, <laughs> not necessarily, not, not the rendition that exists in the movie, because I, that's, it just, that's a garbled mess. The Josh Groban version is chef's fingers. <laughs> visual so jo- visual I will jo- say also the Ariana Grande and John Legend version of Beauty and the Beast on the soundtrack. Oh. Everything. Um, Love it. The point five is for that and all the positive things that I said. The minus three and a half curtain calls is for everything else that exists in the movie. <laughs> I think it was I think it was poorly paced. I, it was not very well put together in my opinion. I think the set design was fine costuming was fine just everything about it was just in my opinion mediocre but whatever also this guy was going to direct a sequel to tom cruise's the mummy that was set for release in february of 2019 and it was the bride of frankenstein it was going to star angelina jolie that's a fun fact moving from high to high so to speak (laughs) never would have watched that i I might have i never saw i never saw the mummy but I loved the idea of it because it was so stupid and so horrible. just. I never saw the Mummy with Tom Cruise Let's because ha- I make a point not to watch anything Tom Cruise is in because I don't think he's that great of an actor. He has a very center tooth, and it bugged me every time when someone pointed it out. Tom Cruise is the closest thing to a lizard person that we have. <laughs> to a what? <laughs> to a lizard <laughs> person. 
Oh yeah, no. Like if you watch him blink slow enough, you can see the lizard eyes. Yeah, it's, real. <laughs> it's like he is the Illuminati, one thousand percent. Stop playing with the mic. <laughs> Just let it live on top of the box. Yes, 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 sir. Um, <laughs> yes, chef. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's one point five. It's not the most enjoy- not in- the most enjoyable movie I've ever seen. Well, as an but- as a collective, then since I took the opportunity, since there are more than two of us here today, I took the opportunity to average out our curtain calls. Good. So with a four, a five, a four, and a resounding one point five, <laughs> that brings our average curtain calls to a three point six two five. Damn right it does. So if it's above a three, so down. that means you round up. It's basically a four. Go not- for it. No, don't watch this movie. Watch it and love it. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode don't of I Can't money, I Ever Heard. Don't pay money to see this movie, guys. It's bad. Don't encourage oh Disney God. with this sort of practice. Okay. End the podcast before I go off on a ca- on a communist. So, <laughs> if you want to continue to follow us, listen to the podcast, things like that. Make sure that you subscribe on iTunes. Make sure to rate and leave a comment. These two lovely gentlemen did both. Five stars across the board. Thank you, guys. That's Thank how you get on the podcast. For doing that and taking time. I'll go home and listen to it because I haven't yet. Yeah, it does really help us. Well, the one we recorded yesterday is when we mentioned you guys. We haven't released it yet. Hey. That's next Sunday. Next Sunday. Okay, so next Sunday, if you have nothing to do, well, you should be listening to it anyway. As Nicola had mentioned, that we're if you're bored at work, we're great to fill that boredom at work. We are your yes. burst of creative energy. Exactly. Your nice little burst of creative energy. You can uh, check out our website. It's I can't I have podcast.com. Not only can you learn a little bit more about Travis and myself, you can uh, see, you can stream the podcast directly from the website. You can download it to listen to it later. But again, like we said, we're also on Apple Podcasts and we is also on Spotify. Follow us on Spotify. So you gen, do Gen Sears. Again, I'm going to poke fun at you. There's you no excuse. No excuse. There's literally no excuse. There's no excuse. Everyone no excuse. who has turned their back on Apple has gone to Spotify. It's like, I can't listen. I have a droid. That That's a lie. That's a lie. Spotify is available for Google phones. It's a miracle. Everywhere. It is. And their pod, like, you don't have to be a, spot, a Spotify premium to listen to their podcast. You can just... You can have the free account, account and listen to them. And listen Guys, to Spotify. support Spotify. This is an ad for Spotify. <laughs> we wish. Sponsor oh my God. Spotify. Spotify, sponsor, sponsor me specifically. <laughs> <laughs> but like Rachel said, make sure to follow us on all our social media. She's going to link everything in the show notes. Everything will be in the show notes. And thank you guys so much for taking the time to be here today with yeah. us. This was fun. I like movie mu- musicals with a guest. Yeah, we need to do more yeah, stuff like this. Thank you for like having this. me. Like, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Thank you for having me too. Have me back anytime, please. No, we... we We'll invite you both back, I'm sure, because we always, you know, Rachel and I like to do them by ourselves sometimes because it's kind of fun, but other times it's nice to have people involved in the conversation. It really brings a new dynamic to it. And, yeah. You know, this was a lot of fun. I'm glad we did it. Yeah. Also, um, like we mentioned before in a previous mu- movie musical, please give us your um, recommendations in the comments. Like, I want to hear yeah. what you guys want us to watch, if you have any, like, specific ones. Like, mm. Rachel has specific feelings. I have specific. <laughs> you got, you already, you're already getting your recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> it's about one Mr. Hugh Jackman. Um, oh, I love him. 
Uh, it's a lot. I'll it's, go on to It's a Thank lot you. of separate people. We got the greatest showman coming up for, for, yeah. for your huge yeah. Yeah. fix. I know. We've got the, I've never we, seen the We will. Showman. I know. I had you one. never have? I never have. We should have you back for the greatest showman right. episode. I, that'll be genuine for you to watch that for the first time. Okay. Yeah. I have listened to some of the music in there, and I think it's interesting. Oh, the recent soundtrack, too, that came out. Like, the, like it's uh, greatest reimagined showman, or whatever. Re- yeah, yeah, it's like Panic at the one. Disco does the first song. Yes, it's The Greatest wild. Show. It's good. It, it, okay. Brandon Urie does a great job Everything. with it. Everything. Okay. Also, well, yeah, I was going to say, I love Brandon Urie. He can do no wrong in my eyes. But And also, another challenge, if you want to cast your community theater production of Beauty and the Beast, uh, put it in the comments and let us know who you think we should be. Put me, um, be, put be, me as the guy who says winter in June, please. <laughs> <laughs> the baker's husband. I will deliver that. So well. best performance of my career, quite frankly. So, it <laughs> would be your iconic you? role for sure. Yes. Iconic. All I'd right. be nominated for a Tony. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much to Eric and Nicoa for joining us today. And again, please make sure to leave comments, like and subscribe, follow us on Spotify, check out our social media for all the fun happenings. And we will see you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. I can't. I have rehearsal. A podcast for the creative visionary. Born from the imagination of Travis Shapu. Edited and produced by Rachel Klein. Brought to you in part by Squarespace. And scene.